Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. That's right, folks, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens. I am your host here. Not maybe, but definitely. Each and every week we are here bringing you the artists, designers, Creative types who help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. And yes, that is Carly Rae Jepsen. You will find out later. Carly Rae, as Peter likes to call her. It is another first here at the 16-ounce canvas. But this week we have to you, this week we have for you, the one and only Mr. Peter Wayno. We learned of Peter through the work that he has done with Pipeworks Brewing Company. He is the second artist that we feature from P-Dubs. P-Dubs.net. Check them out. We previously had Jason Burke from Ink and Lead. And now we have for you Mr. Peter Wayno. You can check out Peter on Instagram. Wayno, W-A-N-O underscore art. You can follow on Peter Adventure. See the work he's doing for Pipeworks and also the work he's doing down in Florida as part of a very unique uh, program he's going for down there for game creation. Talk a little gaming, talk a little life, talk a little P-Dubs, his process, what he's into, his Ghostbusters costume for Halloween, and we just really kind of just get at it. So really quick administrative stuff. Again, you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast you can check us out via the world wide web it is what all the cool kids are doing 16ozcanvas.com you can check us out via instagram twitter and facebook 16ozcanvas there we go we keep it simple we keep it smooth and then if you got some art you're an artist you want us to chat an artist hashtag pound sign ticky tacky toe 160Z Canvas, and we'll find you. We will find you. So just sit back, relax, and we will come to you. We'll thank you. We'll like it. We'll maybe retweet you, share it, whatever cool thing that the kids are doing these days. We will act like we are hip, and we will try to do that too. So we want to thank you and you and you for making this part of your podcast download adventure. We see the numbers. We see the stats, and we are growing day by day, week by week, and more importantly, artist by artist. This is episode number 33, Trenta y Tres, and we are having a great, great time, and we're just excited to be here each and every week, helping put something positive out there, something creative, and we're hoping that when you hold that beer or that bottle or you go to that tap room, you just take a little extra second to take it all in. Look at all the extra kind of hard work and creativity that went into that. Not just in the beer recipe, which is amazing, hopefully. You know, we do hope that, but we are beer agnostic, so sometimes, you know, we do pick our favorite breweries, but, you know, that's just kind of a, a bonus. So, but yeah, just hold that a little longer, realize all the extra hard work in there, and a tip of the cap to the, you know, ownership or leaders of that brewery who made a conscious choice to make art, creativity, unique branding and design part of the brewery and part of that experience. So it is a it is a commitment. It is something unique. It is something cool. And we're really uh, happy to be a part of it and hopefully helping move move the awareness and information forward. You know, we, we definitely have seen all over social uh, more and more breweries and 
or recognizing the designers and it really is just great to see that when you see art by or you know design by or even just kind of the the sharing of the information so we applaud that we're having a great time and like i said we're listening to episode number 33 of the 16 ounce canvas featuring mr peter wayno enjoy my friends cheers Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Excited to have with us this week, Peter Wayno, who's checking in, to, checking in with us via Orlando, Florida, where I just was. We're actually in the same area. We were unable to connect in 3D, but we learned of Peter through the work that he's done with Pipeworks Brewing. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, Peter. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we, uh, Peter and I have texted more than uh, any uh, two grown men should who've never met uh, over the last uh, recent months or so, but I do appreciate you uh, making the time today. Oh, absolutely no problem. I mean, plus like crazy hurricane stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been a couple, yeah, it's been a couple months, that's for sure. Yeah, you go from crazy weather in Chicago, which is just kind of just general, to then you fly down to your new home in, in Florida and then you get crushed by a hurricane so i mean no need, no need to apologize for that i was actually there yeah. i was actually in orlando last year i think it was hurricane michael or something and we were we, i was there for for a work conference but you know and i never really appreciated uh you know they, they, they were bragging how the hotel was category five compliant and it was just to me that didn't really mean much coming from the northeast but now given all the kind of uh you know recent uh disasters um you know it's got a kind of a new level of appreciation so that was kind of crazy yeah i uh i basically got out of i, I evacuated because i found like the night before i found a flight on southwest to actually fly back to chicago for like 75 dollars i was like yep so right before irma hit i actually bounced because i uh <laughs> i was like i don't know man this does not sound like a good time to be if it, it was still a category four or five is heading straight for Orlando, so I was like, you know what, this is not. I'll be. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on this experience. I'll. I'll catch the next hurricane. It'll be fine. Uh, that's uh, like I said, it makes it stronger. So it's always a good experience. So, so um, if you're, if I understand correctly, you're down in Florida for for school. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually attending uh, this. Uh, it's a UCF grad program. Uh, called like FIA, like Photo Interactive Entertainment Academy, and I'm doing like 3D, uh, like asset development and art development for games and like simulators. So I'm working on uh, like a couple of VR projects, a couple of games, and then also doing like heavy, um, an intense workload of trying to learn all these like really heavy uh, programs to do the sculpting and texturing and things like that, which has been actually incredible. I've definitely found, <laughs> I found a wheelhouse that I'm, I'm definitely, I can drive in, so it's nice. That is nice, yeah, and it's really cool, and we'll, we'll get all the, the links up. Obviously, you want to follow Peter on the Instagram, uh, Wayno underscore art is a good spot to go, but then I also found, you know, from there you go down the interwebs rabbit hole, and you know, there's a, his blog spot, so it's Peter Wayno F-I, ea.blogspot.com and you can kind of see kind of the work in progress so i i do yeah. uh, i do i do appreciate you putting it up there and making you know uh you know different Wait, artists. looking at that <laughs> yeah i checked it out yeah work in progress 
Well, then okay, you should cool. then. Well, then you shouldn't put that link on your Instagram, brother. Like that's what I mean. That's, that's... I, it's fine. It's fine. I, <laughs> I threw it out there. You know what I mean. I didn't know if anyone was actually looking at it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like thoughts. Because what I like about it is that most people, you know, you're it's there. You know, the kind of you don't always want to see behind the curtain. That's what we try to do a little bit here. But I mean, to, like you're saying, you're learning new programs, and you mean you're showing screenshots and you know and different you know grabs of the of the new software you're learning. So I think that. I, I applaud you for for making kind of yourself so out there on that you know stuff that you're working on that's not maybe your your safe spot so you know good on you man thanks man yeah it's fun i mean like it's just like it's just learning you know what i mean and it's just the the more you have fun with it the better you're gonna do anyway and i mean i like it's like it's not the best thing they're not the best products ever but it's just like whatever who cares like show it off to see, like, see if like anyone comes back with any feedback. You can always get better from community input and stuff like that. Hell so. yeah, dude! Yeah, and you're, and you're, you know, your your uh, 3D creations of Legos. I mean, that in of itself is you know is the kid me pretty excited. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, since I've already kind of jumped ahead to where you are now, you know, you have a little background about yourself, Peter. You know, as a as an artist, how you you know got into drawing, and you know. We all, uh, I like uh, to, I like the game, you know, too. So I'm just kind of curious of your, your journey. We'll, you know, see where we go. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, like I'm really bad at math and that is indicative of my drawing skills because instead of paying attention in school for the most part, I was always doodling, um, which I feel like it's like a normal kind of like, Oh, like how did you get started? Or like how, like, you know what I mean? Like growing up, like how was it? So mo- mostly I was kind of like putting graphite to paper as it was, um, and then that was like all throughout high school. And then once kind of like that sort of ended, like in high school, I kind of got like really into printmaking because we actually had like a small press and access to acids and things like that to do intaglio work. And so I did a lot of like etching and, well, I guess you access to etching. So etching and then after that, I went to community college for two years because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And while I was in community college, I was still kind of like messing around the print kind of aspects because I had a printing thing, but I still didn't, didn't take any, um, what's it called, any like real art courses. Uh, and then once kind of the two years was up, I decided that um, I actually ended up going to the school in Bloomington Normal called ISU for one year where I was studying, what did I study there? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was like general education or something like that. And I didn't really do a ton of art there. And then I hated it there. So I ended up transferring to uh, UIC in Chicago. And that's kind of where all this sort of started. Um, I actually was doing, um, I was going to be going into their program for art education. Um, and they closed that program the moment I got there. So I had to switch and do English education. So I was originally on track to become an English teacher. During that time, I, uh, I've, I've, I'm, I didn't have any like art classes or anything like that. But while I was there, it's like, it's actually super depressing. <laughs> like I I'd, like did not like myself very much and like was not very um, into the, the path that my life was kind of going on. And fortunately enough, I like reconnected with my friend, Jeff. And Jeff is like one of my, is like my best friend, like on the whole planet. And he was saying that, you know, he was getting really into the brewing scene. And he's like, yeah, man, like I'm just like starting to volunteer or like starting to work at this place called like Pipeworks. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. 
So he would come down to the city and stay with me a couple nights. Uh, and he would be like, like one day he's like, hey, like you like to draw. Like, do you want to do a label? I was like, sure. So the first one I did was the one for Bad Apple, that uh, the burger bar that's, um, uh, I can't, I'm so bad at neighborhoods. Um, it's near Half Acre, like across the street from Half Acre. Um, and so that was like, the first one I did. Uh, I think it was called uh, something machete, friends with machetes, um, and it was yeah. But like that kind of like spurred on like a couple more, and then a couple more, and then eventually I was just like making labels. <laughs> and uh, from there, I'm I started to teach myself kind of art fundamentals and like uh, so I was like in school working operating a press at a like a print shop. Uh, delivery driving and doing labels for Pipeworks, which was maybe a little bit too much, but it was really good to kind of like teach myself time management and like focusing on like how to kind of the growing pains of learning or like teaching yourself anything, kind of like how to like maintain focus or like how to appropriate focus. Um, so yeah, I'm self-taught uh, artist and designer. Um, not saying self-taught, but like well, I am self-taught, but like in the sense of just like having um, most of my learning coming from the critique of uh, Pipeworks and our um, creative direction and creative team, which was like super awesome without like those people kind of being like, yo, like you're fucking up on this or like, hey, like, you know, you need to get like fat. You know what I mean? Like even those little things of like, you need to be quicker. You need to be like, like look at your colors more. You have to think about the shape more. You know what I mean? So like that was like small critiques. Um, and never taking them too per like personally, never ever taking anything personally, but just as like, like, like whether it is an experienced artist or somebody on the street, somebody giving you any critique is always good because let's say it's just like a consumer and they're looking at your bo bottle and they say, I don't like this, or this is like whatever. Granted, it's still an opinion, but that's still like the viewpoint of somebody who like, it's important because it's like the viewpoint of somebody who's looking at it. So, I mean, you don't have to take whatever they give, but you should always consider what they're giving. Um, so, like, that's kind of how I taught myself to get to this point. And that was actually really funny, like, when I applied to the school, because they, like, you know, like, they looked at your background and they're like, wait, like, you're an American, like, you're a, you're a lit major. Like, I ended up getting my degree in American literature just to kind of, like, get through it. And, I mean, I like books. They're all right, you know, whatever. Um, who needs them? That's all I'm saying. Um, but like, well, I should say I need the books because I feel like a lot of my art is also informed by like literary references and like story-driven narrative. But um, so yeah, it, it's just been kind of an interesting journey of, sorry, I totally got off that tangent of when I was applying and they were just like, why is this dude who's a lit major, like why is your portfolio kind of strong? <laughs> This is like, well, I don't know, because I actually want to do this. So it's kind of like, I, I would say like going down this path has like really taught me what I valued and what like I needed. So I don't know. Sorry, does that answer your question? Did I go off? Did I no, go that off was, no, that was good. No, because yeah, I could have, I, yeah. I think it's, well, yeah, I think it shows, right? You went to school for something else and then you found, you know, you, you found something that you love and then you kind of you decided to, to dive in full full tilt on it right and so i think that you know well first you know 
tip of the cap to Jeff. So, you know, I think Jeff helped to, you know, get you where you are today. So that's, that's cool. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's awesome. You know, and the fact that I find it really interesting. That's one of the things uh, I find most interesting is folks and their ability to take critiques or, or not take critiques. And I always ask, you know, about that process and to have that, that thick skin, you know, I don't know if I always have that. And so I think it'd be really hard for me to, to do that. And, um, so yeah, I think that's like you're saying, even just people on the street, you know, I think that's, that's really cool. And so I, I, I applaud you for that. Cause I don't know if I have the, the thick skin to, to do that. I mean, nobody, nobody's trying to be mean. You know I mean? Like sometimes people are trying to mean you can suss it out. And at that point, it's just like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fine. You know, like at the end of the day, like who cares? You're not going to like really talk to that person or try to be their friend or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're out of your but world. I mean, like, just, yeah. like realistically, like there's 7 billion people on the planet. You can make another friend, but I'm saying like, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, like the thing about it is like, if you are really invested in what you want to do and anything, and like you really enjoy what you're doing and you, you, you want to generally get better. And like at no point are you, no, at no, like at no point should you ever feel safe enough that you can tell somebody that they're like absolutely wrong. Um, Cause like speaking, I have a problem. I have a major problem with speaking in absolutes, but like realistically, like there aren't any absolutes, right? So it's like very hard sometimes to kind of be like, oh, like, like to like look at something or to hear something and not um, just like completely dismiss it. I agree. I don't know. No, I agree. You know, I think that uh, even when, yeah, even when I'm talking about things I dislike, you know, I, I try to remove myself from even just saying like, I hate, cause like, it's just so it's like completely given up with yeah. the idea that anything is, you know, it's been hard lately, but I definitely try to, you know, to do that. And so it's been, I, I totally agree, but I think that, it's again, especially when you're making a consumer product, even whether it's gaming or, you know, beer, you know, they're, while Pipeworks has its own aesthetic and style that's, you know, a little edgier, you know, you still are trying to, you know, if it's something that people dislike, then at the very least you understand why they dislike it or you better understand your, your target audience, you know, a little more why people on the, on the flip side like it more than they, they don't. So, yeah, you're making lots of sense here, Peter. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So how's the gaming thing going? What kind of like what's your what kind of gamer are you? Like you uh role playing? What do what do you do? What are we playing over there? Uh lately I actually have not been playing a ton of games because You're as you can imagine, yeah. teaching yourself <laughs> or teaching or learning all these like different programs has been kind of intensive. But normally I would say I am a story driven like I love um like mostly like RPG games. Right. Um a couple of it, like, of course, I get down with some shooters. Like, I literally just got uh, Overwatch like three or four days ago and have just been really, 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 really cracking the whip on myself to not like go down the rapid hole, as it were, of just like getting lost in it. It's a good like, game. I will get obsessed. It is a good game. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I have that game. There's, yeah, I found the character uh, Doomfist. And when it was like, you can be a character that literally is a fighting game character inside of a shooter. And you can punch people. Like, that's just how he kills. It's just punch people. It's like, okay, I'm in. Like, that was number one. Turns out he's a really hard character to play. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, that's not one of my, I don't pick that guy, but yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that you can just 
literally come out of nowhere and like sucker punch somebody into a wall and then it's just mayhem from there. So I, I don't know, I like, um, like those like, I like the team, the competitive team games, but I'm not like, I am very competitive, but I'm not like to the point where like I'm gonna sink enough time to build a rocket into yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. That's why I like Overwatch because the idea is I can, if I want to play it, I can jump in. And if I didn't play it for a couple weeks, like someone can't be like, they might have like a cooler, like colors or special like add-ons, but like we're playing the same mm. game for, once we jump in. That's why exactly. I usually, that's usually why I'm drawn to the sports games because there's not. If I don't, I don't, have, I don't have a month to to give to build some special, you know, magic, magical diamond sword or something like that. Like I'm, I'm, right. I'm okay. Yeah, I've, I I got out of the like the MMO game pretty like Destiny looks great. Like Destiny, I could play. That seems like a casual one, but like I would go with like uh, World of Warcraft. I got out when I was in you know out of when I was in high school because I mean it was a, it was a really cool game. Like I I thought the world was awesome and like the textures are really cool, but like um, once again I just like couldn't. I don't know if it's like ADD or whatever. I just like couldn't like couldn't sit for like eight hours like farming like boar's guts or like whatever like like my i would say like my like my favorite game of all time is like earthbound uh from super nintendo and like chrono trigger and like these are these like story driven rpgs that like are really good at just making sure that you care about the character while having a good time also the soundtracks in the like incredible but nice yeah yeah we uh we had a period of time in our family that, that was the first time I realized like in the most complimentary way like how nerdy my wife and her family were like they all played uh-huh. World of Warcraft and they played it back when it was Warcraft and kind of I think we got in and so it went from like we had one account to we all had an account and like we all play but like mm-hmm. we weren't in the same room it was just it was a it was a cool but weird uh, period of time but it was fun I mean, it was more like you said the, the communal team aspect of it but that was definitely definitely uh yeah, we'd play many hours. You'd be like, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. And like, here we are. Yeah. 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 I'm like definitely trying to avoid that right now in my life. <laughs> like, I know yeah. it'll happen. I know, like, I know me. I know that I would totally get lost in it and like shuck off all of my like, abil- like uh, responsibilities. But like, I can't because like in order to like shift into this new like career path, whatever, this new like venue, like I have to stay focused and I have to like, get to the point where I am, like, I have to become very impressive in a very small amount of time, <laughs> like, or, like, whatever, I need, like, because it turns out that um, the game development community, or, like, the, just as an industry, is, like, very small, so, like, trying to get into it is actually kind of, um, it's, it can be difficult, and so it's just kind of, like, you got to show up, and I feel like this year, I really have to just kind of buckle down and show up, <laughs> or, you know, it'll show. It'll reflect in the work that I put out. So, well, I, oh, man, I, I, I yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, no, I think that just you know, you put that kind of a uh, intense obsess- obsessiveness in a, in a, I mean, in the most positive way, you know, and you taught yourself how to do the other stuff, you know, with uh, with pipeworks and the labels that you probably hadn't done before, and so I think that you have the the work ethic and just kind of a, you're, you're just right now just kind of mastering some some new tools. So I think that's always. I think that's actually always the hardest part. I know when folks go from you know analog, so to speak, to you know Illustrator and whatnot, or or whatever their their digital tool is, mm-hmm. 
it's, you know, there's that learning curve, and I think that that's, but to see what people do, and you can't tell whether it's hand-drawn or, you know, done on the computer nowadays, is pretty mind-blowing. Yeah, I, I like, I love it. It's just like, this is fun. I just like creating stuff. I mean, like, I like, I would say, like, the dumber, the better. Like, the more, some, like, kind of ridiculous or fun something is, I feel like the better I do on it. Just because, uh, you know, like, you want to make something that either, like, makes someone, like, laugh or, like, have a good time. Like, unless you're focusing on something that, like, is in, with the intent to scare or, or make someone sad, which is fine. But I just feel like the more that the intent is in it, like, the better the product comes out. And that's what I really liked about working on labels with Pipeworks and, like, all the other things that we've done is, like, Pipeworks is very true to kind of, like, like understanding that like yeah it's like it's like they they really care about the beer and they care about the product and they care about like the community that like is surrounding it but they also want people to have fun you know what i mean they like want people to be like yeah like beer is like something that you know like the point of the bomber or whatever is that or like the four pack is that you don't drink it all by yourself you crack it open and you share it with a bunch of people right wait what oh shit no sorry no no i was kidding i was saying i drink them all by myself <laughs> oh, I thought like maybe it dropped. No, 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 no. I I agree, and, and uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, they, you know, I, I I take the chances. The jokes don't always hit, but no, I do agree. Even with the labels, I think there's kind of a you know a sci-fi, but like tongue in cheek, and you know the abduction series and a few other. You know, it just it just shows. And even even if you follow along, if you don't follow along with you know follow along with Pipeworks on on their social stuff, you know. They're having a good time, but they're making a you know a great product, and so it's one that I've kind of having been able to get to Chicago uh, fairly, fairly I guess fairly regularly, you know, a couple times, two three times a year. Um, I always I always look forward to to grabbing some new pipe works, and the label work has has definitely uh, you know drawn me to that to uh, towards them. So yeah, I, I totally I totally agree. Kind of the the work hard, play hard mentality. Uh, and that's how we roll, folks. Me and Peter just kicking it, talking gaming. A little Overwatch. If you're a gamer out there, get in touch. Let us know what your gamer tag is. We play Xbox One once in a while. Not as much as we procreated, but our gamer tag is Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Just one Baba Booey, but I think we use like two O's and one of the O's, you know, in, in super cool you know, gamer way. I think one's a zero instead of an O. But yeah, so we're we're on there once in a while. And if it's my son, <laughs> then uh, she'll get weird. But anyway, you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, episode number 33, 30 y Trace, featuring Mr. Peter Wayno. So I love what he's doing. He's passionate about it. His story is really cool. And one of the things I really enjoy, and it was really subtle, and we didn't jump into it because I didn't know how personal of a story it was or if I was going to be overstepping. But just when he kind of says he was at a place where he wasn't really happy with himself and his life. You know, you don't know where where life's going to take you. You know, things come and things go. Things happen to you. And there's those moments, those turning points in life where either, you know, somebody helps, helps you out or you take a chance or you do something different or you meet somebody. Maybe you fall in love or fall out of love. Who knows? But you could tell that was a, a life turning point for him. You know, his friend Jeff and helping him and 
getting him back into, you know, the self that he liked and you know, getting him to do label work. And, you know, he, here he is, you know, moving to Florida, trying to make games, take a huge chance, take a huge risk and, you know, see where it goes, you know, teaching himself art and making a career out of it. So it's really, it's a really good story. And I hope that, well, hopefully, Peter, if you're listening, I want you to know that we're wishing you the best. Nothing would be cooler for us to, you know, get a note to find out that there's a game out there. Whatever device it is, we'll figure a way to play it. But just that you have a, a game out there, and it'll be really cool, and wish you the best luck in that. So, I don't know. That was one little thing we were speaking. I noticed it, and I wasn't trying to skip over it. We don't know where these interviews are going to take us. We try to do this organically, see what happens. And, uh, yeah, and I think that, that was great, you know, to share that. You know, there was a pause there. You could tell he was kind of doing that quick life moment. If it was a movie, you'd have a little montage of different things like going before your eyes. Your eyes go to your upper left, and you think back of the memories. And so we just applaud him for that. You know, high fives to Jeff. It would be great to uh, meet them both, crack some beers, see where it goes. But you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We don't know where it's going to go each week. And that's what we love about doing this. You know, I've met some great artists from around the country. Now we're spreading around the world. You know, another one of each week we kind of tell you some of the ideas or dreams that we have for where this would go. You know, I would love one day to, you know, imagine it in a car, like a if maybe a convertible style, but, you know, a classic, not like... A, your 1980s drag racer style, but just, you know, kind of an old school car and do a little cross country trip or maybe get a VW bus and just go to these different, you know, towns or breweries, you know, meet the artists as kind of like follow-ups. So who knows, who knows where the road's going to take us. I'm always, you know, inspired by these folks, especially when folks take chances or do things that are outside of their, you know, comfort zone and they make it a, a career they make it a path and they definitely make it a source of happiness for, you know, for the consumers and for myself. So you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast, episode number 33. We are in the home stretch of our third 12 pack. I know we keep saying we're going to announce the next 12 pack. We are in the process of getting that post finalized. It's uh, been a little crazy year for us. You know, as you may know, you know, I lost my mother-in-law and it's just kind of thrown uh, things out of whack and just trying to reconnect with some of these individuals that we spoke to, you know, months ago who said they're interested. I really would prefer not to, you know, put up a press release or a post. I also would prefer not to have seven words in a row with P in it. As you can tell, it, it pops really weird. I'm just jinxing myself. But what we try not to do is put the news out there without getting kind of the double, triple confirmation from the artists. I know we've had a lot who said they're interested, but go radio silent. You know, life does happen. Life gets in the way. And so that's kind of where we are with that. We have more than, you know, a dozen's worth. We have a, a plethora of artists. There's another P word for you. And it's really exciting. So we will be getting that out for you uh, as soon as possible. But right now, let's get back into it. Episode number 33 of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, featuring Peter Bueno. Enjoy. Yeah, I really like also about uh, 
just like a side, I guess. I really like about like working with Pipeworks too, or like for them is that um, you know, it's not just like one person doing um, like all the all the labels or whatever. I like like do you remember like um, like old Magic cards, like like the first couple first couple iterations of them, like there was like so many different artists that worked on them, and like every time you opened a pack, it wasn't just like you know, like the same kind of, not to say that magic cards look bad now by any means, but like, it's not the same like digital illustration look that it's not, it was like, oh, you have like one dude who's got like the nineties, like kind of like Jim Lee style, like, like line work. And then you get another dude who does very painter, like there's an oil painting, you know what I mean? But like all these different artists were contributing into like this one kind of like, mm, uh, like, like thought that was magic, <laughs> and it was really cool. Like I just like I like I feel like Pipeworks kind of has a similar vibe, um, but definitely more rooted in kind of like the old, kind of like like show flyers. You know what I mean? Like when you see them kind of on like the street or like kind of just asking you to come like check out this one band. You know what I mean? It's like that, but for beer. <laughs> Yeah, I think that yeah, we you know we interviewed uh, Jason Burke before, and I think that one of the um, one of the things I do love, and I always you know I talk about Jason, but it, it is on the on the bottles, you know, and I think early on before now it's a little more commonplace on you know people put up the images to say you know labels buy so and so, and I think that's a good turning point I think to to recognize that, but I always did love that you know when I started doing this project, you know, I wanted to get you know pipeworks you know involved and so it was just like okay i went down to my cellar looked at a couple of bottles that i had been you know saving and it was like artwork by so-and-so artwork by this person you know and it was like it just showed me right from there like that that was uh, another piece of the, the process that they really you know appreciated and respected and they made those choices but you guys are all ha have a similarity but you're all very different and you know so it's really cool you know you're part of that family and that that culture, but you each bring your own, you know, unique style to the to the beers. So I I totally agree. I think it's great. Yeah, I and like like I mean like shout out to like all like the I guess like people who are doing illustration work in the the beer industry as well. It's like it's it's hard. I mean like it's like hard sometimes to like come up with something that's like okay, how can I make something inviting and effective at the same time? It's like it's very interesting kind of like once you find like hit me up or once you hit me up and was just like hey like you know i do these interviews i didn't like actually sit down and think about it and i'm like wait like how many people are even doing this you know what i mean like how many people like in this industry are there and it's fun man. I, I can't imagine it's a lot well we're up to episode uh we released episode 32 today and so we've probably you know so that's uh yeah, so it's it's impressive because I we've 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 taken it worldwide. So we've got folks around the world that we're talking to, and so it's really cool just to to see that. So it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. Like we like uh, actually Jeff and I went to Japan last year, and walking around Japan and seeing kind of like their like because now of course every time we go into any kind of store that has any form of beer in it, we have to go and check it out. And just looking at their labels, or there, there's some pretty cool ones, and like, but it's just like, okay, well, there's like, you don't even take into account the, at least me personally, I didn't take into account like, oh yeah, there's like other breweries that aren't like European or, you know, like Western or whatever. Like, it didn't even take into account all the, 
like the worldwide brewing scene. It's like, oh man, like there's probably like infinitely more artists out there that are just like hanging yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's like, wait, what? What do you want? Do you want to talk to me? And like some of the artists have a have a hard time just kind of getting out of the space that I don't want to talk about the beer, like and, you know. And so I think that's that's been kind of cool too. To I think folks, I've I've noticed it. I think. Um, some of the artists, after we interview them, you notice that they're kind of have a little more pride in their step. I think not that they weren't pr- proud of what they were doing, but they're more. I've noticed, you know, their their social posts will increase or what they're sharing, and so they're like, "Oh wow, people find this interesting." And so it's it's been it's been a really positive experience, and it doesn't hurt to meet some cool people from you know, around the country that I can always, you know, that's the goal to to crack beers with everybody at some point. So you know, we'll add you to that yeah. list. Yeah. I think- I'm always down. <laughs> exactly. Maybe not. Maybe not in the heat of your schooling. I want to be a good influence on you and make sure that you're making a game that we can play and lose, you know, weeks of our time with in the future. So I would look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So if, yeah, if you need beta, beta testers, you know, add me to the list. Now, how was the how was the process? You said before, you know, they gave you a lot of feedback on project management and timing. How was that the process for you? You know, how how much time were you given, or what direction were you given with the the labels? Um, I mean, like things it it varies. It's like just kind of on like batch order almost. So it's just like okay, like we have in this quarter this is this, this and this this right. And sometimes it'll be like okay, you have like it's, it'll be doing like a month. Maybe it'll be due in two months. Maybe it'll be due, like I got one that was like, hey, like we just need this at some point. You know what I mean? Because it was like a redo or something like that. Um, but usually I would go with, it's like between two weeks and a month. Um, and the process is usually I will give them like two to three thumbnail of just kind of being like, this is what I'm thinking of like, rough layout, like where the lighting is coming from and like the color palette, right? Because um, like, it's just like, like showing them how, I guess like the image works inside of the, like the space that you have, right? Because it's really just like what it's like four by six kind of area, but you're really working within a block or whatever, within a square. Um, and so you're just showing just how like the, the text works with the image. And then, so they look at these like three different layouts and they go, okay, I like this one. So then from there, you take that one and then you kind of extrapolate on that. And I will go in and do like a first rough pass of like making sure that all the line work is pretty clean, all the color is like really defined or like really laid out. And then um, the text is usually pretty solidified at that point, just like the style or like if there's an overpaint, like anything like that. Uh, and then from there, uh, there will be another like iteration of approvals. And then after that approval has been done, that's when the final polish happens. And then after the final polish, uh, usually, you know, that's also when like the UPC goes on and like others, like the text, like Kate will do the write-up, uh, which you all should be reading, by the way, just saying. I think, yeah, I think they're, fun. I think they're great. So I yeah, definitely, <laughs> that was kind of, I was like, wait, when I first thing I said, it was probably three, four years ago, maybe four years ago when I first kind of picked up one and I was like, I think it was one of the abductions and I was just kind of like, okay, all right, this is, so the, you kind of have like your, when I travel, I kind of have my, based on where I am in the country, my, my favorites. And so it's, 
Pipeworks is definitely like, all right, it was them in a spiteful role. It was kind of my, my one-two punch when I was going to Chicago. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, then it goes to, to print. So it's nothing too, process is too insane. Um, I mean, like, the, the only thing that gets kind of like could be getting insane, it was just like sometimes we'll have a lot of, uh, there'll be like, a, the critique will be like, like it just has to be very focused, you know what I mean? So it's like there'll be very specific changes that just for, you know, various reasons, whether it'll be like, oh, we like looked into something, there was like another brewery that did X, Y, Z thing. We just need to swap this and this out, you know? Um, you know, absolutely normal, normal stuff. So nothing like too, I would say that it never gets like beyond control by any means. That's good. Now, do you draw... Like how do you? What is your process? Do you do you, for like a? Do you sketch with you know, pen and ink? Or are you just all digital now? What, what, how does that go? Uh, for the most part, um, I am for like thumbnails. I'll do digital because it's just like you can throw on a gray background and then do black line work and then do a darker gray for your shadows and then a light gray or like a whatever like a white or light gray for light or whatever for like main light source. And that will show like kind of like just the way that like things pop at a distance, uh, even before colors laid down, because it's like just showing values or whatever. And then um, as far as line work goes, it really varies. Uh, but especially now, I don't know, especially now they just did a new update to Photoshop and it has a lazy brush on it and it has like tracking. So um, it actually smooths out lines. So I might. I'm gonna, I think I might try a couple illustration pieces that aren't even labels first before I even commit to just digital. But usually all the line work you see, all the black line is um, pen. So I will do my rough sketch, print it out, um, or, I, or if it's pencil or whatever, I'll do that and then I ink it and then rescan and then color it digital. All the colors digital. I mean, if it wasn't super apparent, but. Um, and then maybe I'll do some photo bashing elements for the background, um, especially for the abduction. Um, it's just like kind of uh, understanding like the workflow or like the trying to maintain like the, the image of each series as we kind of do stuff. I don't know, but while keeping it kind of poppy and um, like comic book like. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Now, do you remember the first, I mean, you, you talked, do you remember when the first, your first label kind of when it came off the line or when you first kind of saw it in the store? Uh, the Francis Machete one, yeah. Uh, so actually it was like that one, the Gusty Cochon, which was, um, the one we did was this one uh, barbecue spot called Lilliskew, which had like this debutante pig on it, which I thought was great. <laughs> and it was kind of based on like Toulouse the Trek, like Muncha kind of stuff. And I thought it was really funny. And uh, I guess I guess people were a little freaked out by it, which is, I think, okay. <laughs> but uh, I just remember that was like one of the comments. And uh, yeah, when I first saw the, the President Shetty one, it was, it, that actually, I think might have been the first learning experience for me because like I had done this really detailed, uh, like quote unquote detailed, um, tree with like a unicorn skull in it that was like rusting out because it had been like a lot left in the forest or whatever and its mouth was like um a bunch of the bad apples 
with like candles wet melted on them. And uh, I, because it was like their birthday, it's for like for their birthday event. And, um, you know, I made this, this layout and whatever, and I like picked it up and I looked at the bottle and like the tree is like four inches, you know what I mean? It's like three or four inches and it's like, fuck, like, like I remember the first comment was actually, um, I think it, like it might've been Garrett. Uh, uh, Gary, this is like one of the owners or whatever, one of the founders. He, he was like, yeah, man, like it's really cool and everything, but remember that like, like it's only X, you know, it's only X big. So it's just like, <laughs> you got to just make sure that when you're designing stuff, you know, you're keeping that in mind that people aren't going to see everything. Right. If it's, if it's too packedly, too tightly packed, it's like going to just look a lot of information will get lost. Right. Right. Oh, so, you, um, so, you'd spend, really cool. so you'd spend all this time huh? on this like really custom detailed little piece and then when it kind of came out you're like oh it's really small yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um i mean it was fine you know what i mean it, like it looked cool but it's just like that was like one of the the first ones like that was the first one i did and i thought it was really funny that also the critique that was also one of the first critiques i got and the first critique i got is the one that i really kind of like took to heart in all of the labels I've done because it's just like a hundred percent correct. Like you are making something for a consumer and somebody's got to look at it and get it like within five seconds. And like, hopefully they'll laugh or they'll go, Oh wow. You know? And then they'll get it. Like they'll buy it. Um, like nobody's, nobody's like looking through the shelves, staring at this thing for five minutes being like, Oh wow. I can't believe they, they snuck that tiny apple behind that that root like you know what i mean you know what i mean like yeah it's fine they're they are art pieces yeah they're consumer art pieces right and i do think i do think now i mean it's probably more just myself but yeah i do when i talk to somebody they'll mention that they try to sneak in something like an easter egg or you know kind of just something you weren't expecting that i'll I'll go and try to do that but it's it's more uh it's more post or kind of detective work, not necessarily while I'm, you know, ingesting or enjoying that, that, that beer product. So I totally get what, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I mean, like realistically you're, you're, you're designing for your fans or the fans or whatever, or the beer. And then you're also designing for like the person who's getting off work. Right. And they're just like walking into the liquor store and maybe they've had a good day. Maybe they have a rough day. I mean, like, but either way, like, they just kind of want to maybe get home. And if you can, like, get someone to just, like, take one minute out of that time in between them trying to get home and they, like, can, like, look at something and either be like, oh, that's nice or, like, that's funny. And then they can grab something and go home. Like, and, like, that's, like, a little, a little good thing, you know? It's, like, a little good thing. Very small good thing. But if you can, like, do that for them, then I feel like that's good, right? That's a, that's a that's an accomplished, like that's a mission, mission accomplished. Yeah. So yeah. Good, yeah. Good on you, man. I think that, yeah, I think it's cool though that you took that critique and you know, you, you think about it now and it, it probably just changed the way you, you know, design things. You probably templated stuff differently and looked at, you know, made some choices differently on that. So it's like, I mean, again, going back to it, just being open to feedback and, you know, it is, it's not easy. And so to use that to, grow as an artist and especially where you are now with the, you know, gaming is so, you know, super competitive. Right. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can get somebody to become brand loyal to your game, you know, they're, 
you know, the, the possibilities are endless, you know, they're end up dressing up like your characters at, you know, comic con and, you know, go from there and tattooing themselves and what have you. So, mm-hmm. so that's the next, now have you, any, uh, you're a tattoo guy, right? So do you have any of your own work as tattoos or did you ever, does anyone have tattoos of you? Uh, I would not know if anyone has ever gotten a tattoo of my work and I, I would not, I'm not going to say I'm not going to encourage it, but like, don't do it. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm kidding. But like, no, I, I, I've never, I've never like, but are you asking me if I like made something and, and got it tattooed on myself? Yeah. Or yeah. Or just, you no, know, or like just, I think it's cool. I mean, I think I, I have no tattoos. I think they're cool, but I, I don't have uh, the, the balls to, to do it because I know I love it so much. And I think I'd end up being just like a, a walking tattoo, you know, I, I realized I would mm-hmm. probably go down that route. Um, so I was just, I'm always curious cause some of these, you know, labels or artists, you know, folks get crazy and, you know, definitely like, uh, being brand loyal, you know, I think Pipeworks has a, a loyalty crew. And so I was just kind of curious if maybe anybody had, uh, had gotten any work on, but yeah, I was just, my, all, nah, my, Peter, I, all my questions don't work, man. All the questions sometimes are just really <laughs> awkward and, you know, things just kind of were like, oh, okay. And I can, you know what the beauty of it is? I can just edit this out. No, no, that's, that's fine. I, no, I've never, I, I don't, I've seen people get, um, like, the Ninja versus Unicorn and, like, Lizard King tattooed on them. Um, and other than that, I haven't seen too many other ones. Uh, like, I mean, like, we as a company are... There, there's some heavy tattooing <laughs> in the company. Um, yeah, like I, like I have a full sleeve. I actually have a bubble bubble tattoo on my right thigh. And then uh, I, the other nerdy one I have is the brand of Sacrifice and Berserk on like my ankle. Um, and then, um, I mean, I know like there's a couple other people at the brewery. Like so one of uh, the... The guys on the, the brew side, he's got like full blackout sleeve, uh, sleeve and um, then on the other, like he's just like head to toe, just right. completely tattooed. Yeah, well, I love. I think tattoos so, are so interesting, but I just I, I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So I, I definitely, uh, I don't know. As I get older, is, I think I'm gonna do it, but we'll see. Yeah, dude, no rush. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, that's like, what I think. That's what I mean. Like, once I get tattoos ain't going nowhere. Yeah, they're they're there forever, brother. So yeah, I definitely no. I think that um, I probably told this before, but now we're I'm Irish, and so our name is spelled the the E I, and classically Irish is I E. So we don't know if they butchered the name when you know my family came over. So the idea was trying to find the family crest, and I'm not even sure if there is one, but this sounds cool. So I think that the uncertainty has allowed me to kind of uh, pussyfoot around getting a, a tattoo. But I always say that'd be the one I would get at least to start. Kind of go from there. We'll see. Not bad. That's not bad. Bad place. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, now, working with the brewery, you know, definitely uh, has some perks. What are some of your, you know, your favorite beers or, or styles that you're that you're enjoying? Favorite beers or styles, dude. I'm totally down on Kolsch's and Pilsners because forever, like, I mean, like working in the in the industry and like being around all the events and stuff like that it's just a lot of ipas <laughs> it's just a lot of ipas it's a lot of like stouts it's a lot of like and they're all good you know what i mean they're all really really good and like i mean you always have a stinker here or there but like for the most part it's all very good beer and 
now at this point, I like love just the 4%, like you can drink it all day <laughs> or like, you know, you can have two and you don't feel like schnookered. You're not going to be like falling out of your seat. Um, and like, you can like have a good conversation with it. Cause like, that's like my favorite part about, I would say that's like, that's like my favorite part about drinking in general is like sitting around and like, and like talking, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, when you're doing it, there's no screens involved. There's no like whatever, like, I, w I will say that like one of my favorite activities of all time is to play pinball. So like, or I would say of all time, but I would say recently I developed a, a small obsession with it. Cause it's like no screens, everybody, like, you know, you can get four people on a machine or whatever and everyone's drinking and talking. But like, I just feel like that's the coolest part about, <laughs> I guess, drinking. <laughs> is that it's like a, it's a, it's a good way to get people together to like hang out and connect and and you get to like actually know somebody. I I I completely agree. I I sell a beer, you know, I I collect it or whatever, and the bigger beers, like you know, we joked before, or I joked, and it kind of went over like a lead balloon. Um, is the idea, you know, of I have these beers which are huge, you know, sometimes ten, twelve, fifteen percent. It's like mm -hmm. I get them, and then when I have people over, we just go down, the, you know, the basement, and it's just like whatever you want, let's just let's just have it, and we share it, and, you know. It's a hitter. Sometimes it's a, you know, it's awful. Other times it's great, but it's the idea that we're, you know, shared experience. And, you know, if I'm traveling, you know, it's like, oh, I got this in this place, or I traded this with somebody over in this part of the world, or, you know, not world, but, the, you know, the U.S. usually. And so it, to me, it's more, you know, that communal aspect of sitting down and enjoying it together. So I, I definitely agree. And so sometimes the, the buy yourself IPA can, uh, punch you in the face when it's like eight, nine percent and you realize you want to have <laughs> two beers at their long day and you're just ready to take a nap. Yeah. Personally, I, I always feel like I have like, I don't know. I always like something to do. And I always feel like I, if I like, if I get to that nap point, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like waste, not wasting time, but I like, I'm already out of it and I need, but I'm always down to like, it's like two, like, you know, 4% beers, you're like, okay, that was good. Like I can get either get back to work or go do something. You know what I mean? You're not like right. getting all sleepy eyed. Yeah. Like a good session, you know, sometimes if, you know, which is cool. It's amazing what some, some uh, breweries are able to do the low ABV, but still not taste, you know, like, uh, like watered down beer. And then I like the, like mm -hmm. the Berliner Weisses and the lower, those ones they are still fruity, but you know, like you're saying, I can, still be you know be a contributing member to society in theory <laughs> definitely excellent excellent now uh one more question less uh beer art related you know when you're when you're creating what's what kind of music and, and tune did you listen to do you are you rocking out or are you kind of you know in your head oh, quiet man. what do you got going on uh i would say it varies and it's like an embarrassing mix like it's oh. like a super i don't know like Spill I would go like I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what it is. Yes. So this is like it is not it is not cool <laughs> by any means for some of it. So I'm gonna start with the things that I like more than others. Um, but I remember this I like them all pretty much equally. The, so, the least cool um, stuff the least cool stuff will be what we use when we do the beds the introductions in between now the episodes. So we look forward to. Oh, excellent, excellent. Then yeah. it's gonna be probably Ray Jepsen. So nice. Uh, Dude, I love, like, I only have, like, one celebrity crush, and it is Kylie Rae Jepsen. There you go. Like, I don't, she's just, 
she's she's a North American asset. Um, One is all so you definitely need. Got, yeah, I agree. So I go with uh, Carly Ray. Um, man, I love how you call her Carly Ray. Like you're like like you're like refer, like your friends. Like me calling you Pete. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Me, me and Carly Ray. I, I wish. I wish. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, okay, Carly Ray Jepson. I'll throw the last name on it. Um, uh, let's see, there's uh, I feel like I should just pull up like Spotify or something. Uh, but I won't. Like, I really like um, Jason Isabel, that um, that one like kind of country folk singer. He's really good. Uh, and like, I really like the 80s kind of like synth, like new age synth that's kind of been coming out. Like, uh, there's one back called The Midnight, FM 84. Um, what else is there? Uh, the Chromatics. I love the Chromatics. Uh, Fleetwood Mac's always good. Um, and then there's like other bands like Iron Sheik and let's see, like oh, uh, is it uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, the OCs, uh, Broncho. So it's like it's like a weird mix, kind of like or Run the Jewels. Like it's like kind of whatever I'm in the mood for, but for the most part, I, I can pretty much get down on anything, just kind of what I'm obsessed with at the moment. I like, no, I like it, because and on the flip side, which we also do, is we we take every 12 artists, we call them a 12-pack, and then we take them, and then we create a Spotify playlist on those 12 artists okay. and music they'd like, and so it's kind of, we just did one for uh, the second 12-pack, and it was like, you know, 800 songs. So we just kind of add all the different huh. artists. And so it's the idea of bands that they like or artists they listen to while they're creating. And so it was kind of, it's just cool to kind of see, you know, different folks. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you mentioned Run the Jewels. You did that that great Stay Gold, you know, design. Which I, I, I mean, I, all I did was design shirts for it <laughs> my hands up in my air like i'm like not touching a bomb but it's just like uh, that was so incredible like that whole event was just like so incredible uh i just want to give like credit to like kate and like mike and like all the other folks at pipeworks that like really like jim that like busted their ass to kind of make it happen um and i feel like i played a very i played like a very tiny role in a very big event you know what i mean um so, yes, I did help, but I'm not going to, like, go too crazy on it. It was awesome. It was incredible. Yeah, uh, but, dude, you said, like, dude, you, said was, yeah, you said it was an artist that you really like, and then you had to work on some shit for, the, for a brewery that you did. I mean, that, like, come on. That's, like, that's insane. Yeah, no, that's insane I, to me. Yeah, it was, it was totally fortunate. I will also uh, say Carpenter Brute. That was another band that I really like that I would feel that I would probably, mis- like, represent myself if I didn't mention that I – listen to that band while I do stuff because they're a weird like John Carpenter horror dance music and oh, I have great. no idea how they made it work but it's good <laughs> Carpenter Brute alright uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go especially now it's near yeah. Halloween uh, we'll ask you one more question what are you going to be for Halloween yeah uh, I don't know fuck I don't know why I didn't think of that I should have been asking people that question for like the last month and a half oh, I'm so pissed all good sorry <laughs> um so a lot of people here uh, at FIA, uh, we're, they're like, we should do a shitty Lord of the Rings sort of a thing. So like whatever you can kind of put together. Uh, and I found a kid's eagle costume at uh, Ikea when I was there last week. So I'm going to be the king of the eagles that uh, 
saves uh, Gandalf when he like jumps off the tower after his first encounter with Saruman. Well, wait, what? Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, but, everybody! Oh, you ruined it. What? No, I'm just kidding. What? No. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, he like, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I, I do. Okay. I got you. We have all the, yeah, we have them all. The books, everything. Yeah, we're, okay. we're, we're all in. Good. We need to get, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. That, that's a good one. I, I think, yeah, I love, I do, I really love Halloween. It's good with the, I believe the young boys. And so it's kind of allows us to be fools, fools again. I, I almost had them convinced to be Calvin and Hobbes because I have a little blonde, oh. hair, blonde hair son and then they're old enough where, my oldest son would be a perfect Hobbs and they were for it for a while because my son, it's not really my best parenting move, but he loves it. He's been reading Calvin Hobbs since he's like three and we got in trouble. What? With him. Yeah, he's he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a special one. And one day, yeah, one day at uh, daycare, he wrote it. He was trying to write a Valentine to my wife, whose name is Sue. And he wrote the Dear Susie, I hate you. Mm. And he, but, <laughs> no. but, but Calvin writes it with a heart. So he thought it was a love thing. And so, we kind of got a, you know, they called us and said, um, your son wrote this real, this thing and we're not really sure. And I said, I had to, so I brought in, I had to bring in the strip to show them. I'm like, oh no. He thought it, you know, it has a big heart. He thought it was, you know, it's that classic, you know, boy hates girl, but really likes them. So they don't have to do except they pull their hair. So yeah, that didn't go well. We we're going to be though. They were going to do that. And we're, um, but we're going to be, uh, we're going to be dinosaurs. We have these like blow up costumes. They're pretty hilarious. You're gonna be, you say you're going to be dinosaurs? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that like, if you've seen people where it's like, they like get into the costume, they have, like little arms and it's like, a, it's like, a, uh-huh. it, it blows up. It's pretty awesome. So we have, uh, yeah, we'll be all little T-Rexes with our little hands. It'll be awesome. Yeah. That's, um, pretty hilarious. I'm exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, last year we did Pokemon, you know, I had a, Pokemon. Mm. I was, a, I was, uh, uh, what's the, what's the orange one with the fire shit? Uh, Charmander or, yeah, or Charmander? Dude, Charmander. It was awesome. It was basically like grown up pajamas that were like Pokemon. Uh, so that was me. Oh. And then a year before that, we did uh, Curious George, and I was the man with the yellow hat. So it's been fun. Yeah, dude. Last year I was RJ McGreedy from the Thing, and I made a flamethrower backpack out of PVC pipe and cereal um, containers, and then I borrowed a whole. Forward being, I actually just stabbed a hole in one of the tops of the um, like cereal containers and put the bottle of J and B in it, and then on the other side of the like container, whatever the fl- like the flame container, I put just shot glasses, and I like sealed it up on the top with um, like a another like a plumbing like PVC round top with like a fake knob, so when you would unscrew the tops of the canisters, there was the whiskey and the, the shots. Uh, everyone thought I was a Ghostbuster, which is fine. Um, You're pissed. But like, oh, I was fine. It was fine. Um, but when I went to, so I ended up going to a bar afterwards, like by myself at this party where everyone thought I was a Ghostbuster. And one guy, one guy came up to me and was like, oh my God, are you RJ McGreedy? And I was like, this is what it was all for. <laughs> this is what this entire moment right now. And so the, the bar actually ended up letting me pour shots out of the flamethrower <laughs> at, at like on the bar of my beer of my whatever J and B, but it's like, it was all worth it. I was right. there in the end. I like was able to drink like three or four people at like a bar that I, I do like. <laughs> and it was wonderful. That was my ideal ho- Halloween, making new friends actually getting to use the dumb shit I made. Hell yeah. And, and even better, 
you've immortalized it forever on your Instagram. So Wayno mm. underscore art. You can check it out. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot it. It's on there. Yeah, but it's on there. That. It's on there, man. Exactly. Well, I want to uh, I want to thank you, Peter, uh, for making the time. I'm glad we were able to connect, and I hope that we can uh, connect in 3D. I like to say, I have a couple cold ones, and you know, in 3D, maybe some yeah. maybe some Kolsch's or Pilsners, so we can uh, play a little pinball. I'm down with some pinball. Maybe find Dude, a, yeah. a little barcade yeah. or something. I'm down with that all day. That's one of the, yeah, the one I of the better inventions: the appreciation for adults playing video games. I, I didn't even understand how much I liked it until I like kind of got into it with some friends and um, cause I did this event over, sorry if you, this is going over, but I, I did the, an event at Logan arcade in Chicago. Um, I worked with one of uh, my friends and we like made this uh, like a blade runner bar and uh, it was like for a suicide prevention. So like, um, all the proceeds of this uh, event went to this one uh, charity called Hope for the Day. Um, but uh, that's when like, I got into it because Logan Arcade is just like literally brimming with them. And it's so interesting that like, somebody fucking figured out that if you can put a bunch of magnets and little controllers on the bottom of wood, that you could somehow make like, these like, really interactive mod- like, mo- like modular games. Like they have like modes and whatever inside of them. I don't know. Like the fact that they're just super duper fascinating. Like the procedural nature of them is like super fascinating to me. And um, I actually ended up driving out like 40 minutes from my home in Orlando where I just moved to this place that's in Oviedo, which is like north. Um, this one bowling alley is like a, there's a pinball bar inside of it. And it's all the new machines and like everyone there is just super into it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's like your new little, yeah, you're, you're, your new little home base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with it being yeah. with it being forty with, with it being forty minutes away, you better be enjoying a couple of those um, low ABV ones. They'll make the ride home a little, little wonky. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah. Anytime you're back in town. Hell yeah, dude! More than welcome to hit me up, man. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I really love your uh, Ghostbusters costume. <laughs> Thank you. I worked so hard on it. <laughs> All right. E- All right, Egon. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. Yeah, man, have a good one. You too. Bye. And there we have it, folks. Peter Wayno, game creator. That's right. You're hearing it here first. He is the newest. He will be introducing some new games for us. That is our hope. Put some positivity out there and get some positivity back. So no pressure, Peter, but the game has got to be cool. It's got to have good story, good textures. It's got to be fun, but engaging. Yeah, just no pressure at all, Peter, but you should really get working on it right now. You have been listening to the 16-ounce canvas. This is the Art of Craft Beer podcast. It's been a little more than an hour, and I'm AJ. I'm still your host. That doesn't change each week. New artists, new designers, new illustrators from around the world. That's right, folks. Worldwide. The interweb is a powerful product. It is a powerful thing, and we appreciate you for joining us wherever you are. If you like us, if you do, that means a lot to us. 
if you would be so kind to head on over to the Apple Podcast Network, your iTunes, leave a review, click some stars. The more the merrier. It does go a long way, and it is greatly appreciated. You can check us out via the World Wide Web, 160zcanvas.com. You can shoot me an email, aj at 160zcanvas.com. Don't be a stranger. You can check us out via Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter. Our tweets are not Russian-influenced. They are right here in the state of Connecticut. So no propaganda being pushed, just good beer, good times, and hopefully you will appreciate it just a little bit more. This music's crazy. This is We're listening right now to Carpenter Brute. And what I loved was his eclectic mix of music. We had Carly Rae. You know, he's very friendly with her. And then we had... Run for the Jewels, and now we have Carpenter Brute. These will make welcome additions to our Spotify playlist. We will be having our third 12-pack as soon as we wrap up that for you in the near future. Three more episodes from this one, and we will definitely be getting to you the news of our newest 12-pack of artists. And like I said, if you're an artist, get in touch. We will be having Steve Raboyne. Mr. Beer Muscles himself on one of the upcoming 12-packs. I think he's going to be part of our next one. We're in negotiations now. But he's somebody who's been a big supporter of the podcast. He's a grinder. He works his ass off. He's probably the most powerful or heavy user of the 16-ounce canvas hashtag and has not gone unnoticed. We're trying to build a community. We're trying to make some new friends, and we thank you for being one of them. Won't you be my neighbor? I was recently watching a few uh, Mr. Roger Neighborhood uh, YouTubes, you know, kind of where they are now type of stuff, and uh, he was a great man. But I digress. I would like to take this moment to thank you for checking out the podcast. Make sure to like, share, retweet, tell a friend, and just get in touch. Let us know what you think. When I hear people say they like the podcast, it means the world. I mean, don't bullshit me. Like, if you don't like it, that's cool too. But just get in touch. We'll keep you going as long as there is interest. And we feel we got a lot more to get to. So we are just getting started. Do not go anywhere. But you can't stay here. That is a wrap. And until next time, I'm AJ. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out.